Welcome back to the Church Basement Podcast. Today's topic is Lutheran Summer Music Academy and Festival. Grab yourself a cup of coffee or tea, strap on your running shoes, or pick up your knitting or crochet hook and join us. Let us introduce ourselves. I'm Pastor Amanda Llewellyn, and I serve as the pastor at Central Lutheran Church in Northeast Portland, Oregon. I'm Don Miller, a member here at Central and the producer of the podcast, and today we have a special guest. And I'm Charlie, a high school member of the congregation. All right, we're getting back into the swing of things here in the church basement, and I'm going to start with a little bit of backstory by asking Pastor Amanda, how did you find the Lutheran Summer Music Academy? Because we didn't really know anything about it. Yeah, absolutely. So this is a program that comes out of the Midwest. It is an ELCA program, and it came to my inbox, my email inbox, through the ELCA's worship news email. Just like any professional setting, you can sign up to get a whole bunch of emails that tell you what's going on in your professional circuit. And the ELCA sends me information about what's going on in worship and liturgy. And I read through and there was this information about this academy and festival for young Lutheran musicians, high school age. And I thought Charlie would be an amazing candidate for this experience. Charlie has an incredible singing voice and is excellent with music and has incredible talent. And so I thought, I'm just going to shoot this off and see whether or not there's any interest in the family. It's in the Midwest. It's in an area that is kind of familiar. And so perhaps it might be something of interest to the family. I'll go ahead and send it on and see if y'all would be interested. So I sent over the information. I hadn't actually seen LSM before. No. I hadn't sent any other students to LSM before, hadn't done any other recommendations or nominations to the Academy before, but it looked like something that Charlie would be an amazing fit for. So made the recommendation. We quick hopped on it as soon as Charlie decided, yeah, this was something that was of interest. Okay, Charlie, what is it about Lutheran summer music that you thought looked intriguing? Well, music has always been a big part of my life. So I figured it would be a good opportunity for me to continue looking into it as something serious that I could potentially do with relation to what's in store for me for the future. And I've also, I've been to lots of summer camps before. It's not my first rodeo. And I thought, a music camp would be something that I can do. Like, I know music, it's familiar to me, and it's a way that a lot of people connect. So I figured it would be something that I could reasonably have fun doing, even if it was really far away in the Midwest. Yeah. Now, there was an audition to get into this, correct? This wasn't just something you got to go into. You had to send an audition for this and you had to be nominated. I filled out the nomination form for you. And then you had to send in an audition tape, correct? Yeah, I did. We submitted a couple videos so that we could get kind of the full extent of what my vocal ability is. And also just because yep. we thought it would be worth it to send in anything that we could. Yeah. Um. So we sent in a couple videos of me singing in my choir here at home, and then a video of me singing a song that I'd sung before for a competition. Amazing. And then you got accepted into the Academy. 
And we jumped on some fundraising opportunities in order to help raise the money to get you out there because it's not necessarily an inexpensive camp, but we were able to raise up some funds to get you there to the camp, which the community is just amazing. So if you are listening to this podcast and you are anyone that helped to contribute to get Charlie to camp this summer, just thank you so much for supporting youth, for supporting music, for supporting youth in music, for supporting Charlie. Hey. Yes, absolutely. Thank you so much. And on the page for this, on the Church Basement website, I will put the links so you can actually go watch any of the concerts that they had live streamed. So if you're interested in just what kind of music they were doing, and we're talking choir, we're talking orchestra, and we're talking band, there's a little bit of everything out there. You can watch as much or as little as you're interested in and see what kind of music we're talking about. And it was astonishing as I was watching through the month, there were individual performances and group performances and worship opportunities. It was stunning. Just the incredible amount of music y'all were doing all the time. But I think we're getting a bit of ahead of ourselves. So where did this happen? Where was the camp located? So the camp was located at Valparaiso University in Indiana. Which is a college campus. Yes. A Lutheran college campus, an ELCA Lutheran college campus. Mm -hmm. Yes. I have been there. I attended a big liturgy Institute of Liturgical Studies conference at Valpo several years ago. So I have to ask you, there is a giant chapel at Valpo And then, like, underneath, there's this tiny little hidden chapel. Did you go to the little hidden chapel under the big chapel? And what did you think of it? Um, We went there a lot. Most days we had uh, morning and evening prayer. And so if it was kind of a bigger deal, we'd have them up in the big space. But if it was just us, especially in the mornings, we would all go down to the Gloria Christi Chapel. And the first time we went there, it was described as like the Millennium Falcon. And I thought that was hilarious because it has this wonder like design on the ceiling where like some parts come down Mm -hmm. around the center because it's like a circular room. It's gorgeous. It's so pretty. Nice. Okay, now I got to ask, how much Lutheran was in this Lutheran summer music? Because it sounds like there's a fair amount. There was. There really was. Um, there was a lot of church. There was a lot of, like, everywhere you went, there was kind of something that was, like, very familiar in that way, where it's like, oh, yes, we're singing this song that I've sang before. Or, like, in church, it's just like, here's all the things I've heard before. Like, my pastor says this, or, like, this is new. But it's all still very Lutheran. Mm-hmm. And it was very interesting to see what changes where you travel. Yeah. To. Well, and... Was there a difference for you between the Midwestern Lutheran and a Pacific Northwest Lutheran? Yes, especially with like language changes. Really? Like in wording and stuff. It wasn't a massive change, but there were some things that I'm like, oh, I learned this differently and I'm saying it different than everybody else here. Or there was some things that like everybody (laughs) was like, oh, this is different. Like I was sitting with my friend in church and every time that the Lord's Prayer came, we were just trying to like fully focus and read exactly what was on the page and not muscle memory it because it was way different than what we had learned. Interesting. 
Okay, does that mean that you were singing mostly sacred music then? Yeah, all the music that we sang in choir was sacred music. And then, of course, all the music that we sang during services was also sacred. And just how much singing were you doing on a daily basis? Was it wake up, sing a little something at a chapel, sing all day long in choir, have a voice lesson, maybe get some food in the middle of all this? Or did you have more breaks <laughs> than that? Um, since I wasn't doing band or orchestra, I had a couple more breaks than some other people. But it was a lot of singing in a day, especially on days where I would have studio class, which was everybody under my voice teacher we would all get together I had that and I also had musical theater that same day so it was like morning prayer go to studio and sing and then go to musical theater and sing have lunch after lunch have choir and then in the evening have evening prayer wow wow yeah how were you keeping your voice from getting exhausted like did they give you lessons or techniques on how to not overpressure your voice, especially working with a younger group of developing vocal cords. Did they talk with you at all about how to take care of your vocal cords, like how to maintain your instrument? Um, My voice teacher was very adamant on like protecting your voice and making sure you didn't overwork yourself. She had a very big emphasis on like, make sure that you're doing what's right for you, which I was really thankful for. Um, but we worked in our studio, we worked with straw phonation, which is where you get a cup of water and you fill it up like a little bit and you put a straw in the water and you like sing slash hum into the straw, which helps protect your vocal cords and it strengthens them, but it also relieves a lot of tension. So if we were having like a hard vocal day, she was just like, don't sing it on words or anything, just sing it into the straw because then you can still get it in your head, you can still practice, but you're not pushing in the same way that you would if you were practicing with full voice, using all of your chops to sing. (laughs) I've heard of that. Like I've heard of the straw singing, but I've never actually used the technique before or had it taught to me. So now, now I might have to ask you to like, show me this technique because this is... You look crazy doing it, but it works. Who cares? Like... That doesn't matter. It's a valid and super, I've heard, super effective technique. Yeah. I've also had it taught to me in a camp that I went to last year. You can do it without water, but in my opinion, it doesn't work as well. So the water is very helpful. That's fascinating. That was going to be another question that I wanted to ask was what was the technique that you learned that surprised you the most? So if you'd already learned the straw technique, that might not be it. So what was something that you learned a technique or just a skill or something that surprised you or helped you or was like a tool in your vocalizing musician's tool belt that you added this summer? Um, I really added the emphasis of connecting to your music so you can connect to an audience. I've always had kind of a struggle emotionally connecting to the music that I'm singing obviously it's like oh I understand the meaning of what I'm singing but I've never put in the effort to really personally find something in the song to connect to which I learned very quickly is a very powerful tool my voice teacher asked me if I wanted to perform at one of the student recitals early on it was in like the first two weeks maybe like a week in and so we were preparing a song 
And it was Adele's arrangement of Make You Feel My Love. And that song to me, obviously, it's a beautiful song, but I was struggling to like make it mean something because I was trying to lean into the romantic side of it. And don't get me wrong, that's great, but it really wasn't working for me. Yeah. Um, and so I was having a really hard time. I was like, I don't know what to connect in this song to. Like, I don't know what's going on. None of the things that I've tried are working. Mm-hmm. And then we had this one magical voice lesson where it all kind of came together. And I was like, oh, I don't have to sing this about something romantic. It's not that kind of love for me. Nice. And so I can't remember exactly what my voice teacher said, but she was like, you don't have to tell me what you're thinking of, but pick one person that means so much to you and try and sing it for them. And so I picked my best friend who's been through a lot and Mm -hmm. I just like broke down and she like shooed the accompanist out and we just had like a really heartfelt conversation about like, obviously this is like a big moment for me because I'd never had that kind of impact with music. Obviously like I've shed a tear during a concert or something, something's good technically But, like, Mm -hmm. having that emotional connection, for me, really made the song come to life. And so when I performed it, because that was, like, day of the performance, Mm. I spent the rest of the day kind of calming down. When I performed it, I was, like, completely calm, and I just sang through it. Like, obviously, I was shaking, but, like, mentally, I was fine. I sang through it, and I just saw in the audience, like, people were crying, people were just, like, really soaking in what I was trying to put out, and that was, like a really big kind of aha moment for me. And I was just like, wow, this is exactly what I want to do when I'm singing. This is what I will aspire to do with every time that I sing in the future. Excellent. And I'll tell you, if you're out there listening, it is so worth finding that moment and listening to Charlie sing that particular song. It is fantastic. You did so so good i was watching and was able to tell me and i was watching live and it was uh it was so good you did amazing thank you it was a beautiful moment yeah okay so you've been to a one-week music camp there were students that were there for two weeks and you were actually at this one for four what do you think is the advantage or disadvantage of a shorter versus a longer experience I think the shorter you really don't realize how much you can soak up in a short period of time until you realize that like how many people are gone with like when the half session kids left I was like whoa like I've learned a lot but there's still so much more I have yet to cover so I feel like if you really are just there for the experience of like I'm gonna sing with people I'm gonna like have a good time the half session is great for that. But like, if you're there to like, I'm here to learn, I want to learn as much as I can. I have all these opportunities. I want to make sure that I get the most out of it. Having the full session was really helpful for that. Obviously it takes more of a toll on you because you're there for that much longer. You're around the people there for so much longer and you're away from home for so much longer. Mm -hmm. But I really think that like with the song that I was working on for my final recital, I really got over like another big block that that time was really helpful because now I know how to get past that issue. Yeah. What are you most excited to take back to your high school choir for your senior year? Um, 
well, not to brag, but I am choir president for my choir. Nice. So there's a lot of things uh, community-wise that I want to work on. I talk to a lot of the counselors about like what they find in choirs and like what is important in having a close knit group of people who really trust each other. Mm -hmm. And that is like building community. And I think that's something that I'll really focus on when I'm back in my choir, making sure that like everybody's on the same page, everybody's in it together. Also just technique wise, the choir director had a really big emphasis on like, I don't want you to use a choral sounding voice because it's not as supported and it doesn't sound like as good. Like I want to hear your actual tone because it makes everything so much more colorful. Interesting. Mm -hmm. I think bringing that back is good because I've personally been stuck in that kind of rut before and just focusing on blend in terms of making sure everyone's vowels are together and not everybody's like trying to hoot their way through a song because they are scared of being too loud. Mm. I think that's something that I will bring back as well. But yeah, I've talked to a lot of people about their experiences and that was really helpful for obviously scary senior year working through all this stuff that can really be improved in our choir. You're going to be an amazing choir president. It's going to be a good year. Thank you. Okay, that's going to lead me to my last question. What song that you sang throughout the four weeks do you think has resonated with you the most? Resonated in what way? Like felt like a full experience is kind of what I'm asking. Do you have a slightly different take on that one, Pastor Amanda? I think when I asked that, I'm thinking of the songs that I sang in high school for like these kinds of events and these kinds of pieces. Songs that got stuck in my head and were earworms even if I hadn't ever listened to them before, like choir pieces that were stuck in my head and I didn't know why. And I could still sing them to this day. Pieces of music that I sang in high school choir competitions, should I even say the year, right? <laughs> Last century that while you were gone, I preached on and sang verses of because it stuck in my head so much. So like, was there any piece of music, either choral music or a piece that you worked on that a phrase has wormed its way into your head and into your mind and into your soul that has just kind of sunk in? I think going off of what I said before about Make You Feel My Love, that song really has like a new place in my like little memory box in my brain. But also just a lot of the songs that I worked on to perform either on my own or I had a duet in uh, my musical theater elective. That song I thought was really relatable in a way of like how I approach relationships and like finding truth in that song. The choir music, a lot of it was really fun to sing. I don't know if I was like, I'm <laughs> feeling this like, yes, for every single one. But like one of the songs we sang, one of the a billion songs called hallelujah i thought that was a really fun piece because of how many different mm. like parts there were i could have a billion different sections of that song running through my head at a time because i just thought like the energy and the vibe of that song was just so high and bright that it was just constantly in my head but that song in like the choir kind of section is definitely my number one and then all the songs that i worked on either on my own or 
together with other people that are more like pop songs. Yeah. Also, that's awesome. Very fun to learn and are still in my head. Excellent. Well, thank you, Pastor Amanda and Charlie for taking the time to help us learn a little more about the Lutheran Summer Music Academy. I look forward to sitting down with both of you, hopefully soon, on another topic. Yes. Thank you so much, Charlie, for coming and joining us and for telling us about this incredible experience. Thank you for having me. I hope I articulated my enthusiasm well enough. (laughs) Of course. We really do hope to have you back very soon. And until we are back in your ears again, thank you all to our folks in the church basement. We hope during our summer break that your coffee has been warm, your knitting has behaved, your crochet has not been tangled up, but that you have been able to have a fabulous summer as we have. We are excited to get back into the recording swing of things. So until we are back in your ears again, remember, God loves you no matter what.